should Tiny leave T.I. in that marriage expeditiously? Or should she stay? We're going to talk about it. Hey everybody, it is Lise Winnie here, back again with another episode of Millennials Anonymous. Yes, my name is Lise and I'm a millennial and thank you guys for tuning in. I appreciate it. I'm I'm so super happy that you guys been coming back to listen to me talk about all the things that I like to talk about and you like to listen to it. So I appreciate you all and I'm so thankful for you all. I hope you guys follow us on social media so you can see that I've shared all the love with you and I'm so thankful for you all everybody and I hope you had a fantastic holiday I know I did I went up to PA and I spent time with my family and I had Thanksgiving and it was super awesome and I got to see everybody my brother and sister and my brand new brother-in-law so now I have two brothers uh it was so amazing to be amongst everybody we got to see my cousin who's deployed and this was a very uh these are special holidays this year for me simply because this is these are the first holidays I'm spending without the person that brought me in this world the person that has been there with me from the beginning and that's my mother she she did pass away in March of this year so it's been one of those those years and holidays have been rough because she loved holidays and she loved being with her family uh she of course and I will talk about that on another day she had her issues and her demons but she was my mother and regardless of the fact I absolutely miss her so much so these couple of holidays gonna be rough you know to, to spend these holidays with my children, though, it just shows me that my mother is still here. So I, I want her to rest in heaven and, you know, till the day come and we meet again. But I enjoyed my holiday. Um, also, I hope you guys checked out Brunching with E. Digger and Lise. Brunching. Yes, and it is brunching. And shout out to the guru over there in the Common Sense Show, which is coming back in January. I'm super excited about that. Because, yes, I'm a fan. Listen. All the people that are on Brunching, it, me as a producer and the creator of Brunching, all the people that are on that show, I was a fan of all of those individuals before they oh. came on Brunching. So it wasn't just like, hey, I need some people, come come on the show. It wasn't like that. It was, I, I'm really, you know, love what E's doing over there in Charm City Direct TV. I love E Digger Speaks. And these are things that I super enjoy to listen to on my own. I, I watch their shows and listen to their shows. So I was like, come on, E, you want to do this? And E Digger was like, sure. I, Ashley, I'm super, you know, impressed by her and all of her business acumen that she has. And just talking to her and having her on as a guest and seeing her conversation. And I was like, oh my gosh, like you, you're, you're super awesome. I need you on my show. I need to have a show with you. And then of course the common sense guru, like I, I was a super fan of his. It kind of happened by chance that I met him. Or, you know, we technically we have not met in person person, only only across the internet. But I got a chance to really meet him, talk to him, work with him on another project, which turned into working with him on another project, which turned into working with him on another project, which turned into me saying, hey, you want to come be on brunching? So fans of everybody. So shout out to him. But I was checking out the Thanksgiving, like things that people Googled and stuff. And in my home state. 
of Maryland. This is how you know we take macaroni and cheese seriously. And on brunching, we were talking about the dish that has to be made right or you leaving Thanksgiving. And we all agreed it's macaroni and cheese. You know, Terry burnt his and everything and it was kind of crunchy. So I don't know what was going on over there. But here in Maryland, in these great states, according to that study or survey, it is macaroni and cheese. The most Googled, the most Googled recipe of how to make is macaroni and cheese. We take it seriously here in Maryland. We take it seriously. Matter of fact, we take it seriously in the DMV because I think it, you know, Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia was all macaroni and cheese. It was the ones that was Google. We take it seriously. And, and you know, it, it's like the real deal over here. We ain't talking about no Velveeta. It's got to be put in the oven and you got to have your noodle to cheese ratio correct. So it can't be not enough cheese. You take this, you eat noodles. Can't, can't have that. And it can't be too much cheese where it tastes like you, you eating cholesterol. You know what I mean? It's got to be right. You got to have your, it got to be right, the ratio. And over there in Terry, over there in Idaho, the most Google thing was Jello. I'm like, who Googles Jello though? Like, isn't it just Jello and water? Isn't it water and Jello that you just mix it? Never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. But shout out to all everybody over there brunching. I'll see y'all on Friday, and we're gonna have a host of new topics. So tune in, tune in, and you can do that by watching through Facebook, YouTube. And we are also on Radio 103.7 Jams through the Live 365 app and also Mile High Radio. So, moving on and talking about what we're going to talk about today. We got a lot of things to talk about, but before I do that, I got to give y'all the what's the hot trending topics of the week. We're going to run through it real quick and then we're going to talk about Tiny and T.I. and all of that. Alright, let's get it popping, locking, and dropping. Let's get these top 10 trending topics of the week. Here we go. So Snoop Dogg is coming out with lullabies. On December the 6th, he is taking his most popular hits and turning them into popular children's songs. So I can't wait to hear him talking about rolling down the street in his big wheel Sipping on some apple juice. I, I can't wait to hear it. I, I don't know. And, or he gonna be saying, for shizzle, my kizzle. Okay. Yeah, there you go. For shizzle, my kizzle. And Trump is no longer inviting Bloomberg's news to his events after they refused to investigate Democrats on corruption issues. So I don't know what's going on with that. It doesn't even seem normal that you have a president of the United States. It, the, only, the only thing I can think of that's closer to what's going on right now it's probably Watergate. It's the closest thing. I think you're going to hear about this, except for maybe like a movie I might have seen. I, I feel like a movie. It really does. And Chicago's top cop is fired just weeks ahead of his retirement. The mayor decided that she was like, I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to let you go. You got too much stuff going on over there in Chicago. Jimmy Carter is hospitalized again, this time for a urinary tract infection. So I hope he gets well. Stars rip into NBC Ooh. after Gabrielle Union was let go over she the her making complaints about the culture there. They said that it was a very sexist culture, a very racist culture over there, not a good, comfortable environment. We've had Deborah Messing and Eva Longoria ripping into NBC, so we'll see what happened over there. You saw that what happened to Nick Cannon. I think Nick Cannon came out. And he made a comment which got him technically fired. And he said the NBC stands for Negro be careful or Negro be careful. Something like that. 
So I, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe he was telling the truth. There you go, Nick Cannon. And we have a four. Four stabbing attacks in Southeast Houston, which took place in a crime spree in less than five hours. Ah, oh, here we go again. Queen and Slim causes audiences to be split on the take of the film. I have not seen it yet, so I cannot speak on it. So once I see it, I will let you guys know what I have feel about it. But it's people, it got people talking. That's all I can say. Frozen is number one in the world. It's number one in the world. I know that is a film that I did see with my youngest daughter. So that I actually probably will give y'all a review on that movie. Because I actually did like the movie quite a bit. And it took some very heavy topics and it made it children friendly. So we'll talk about that. The Seahawks beat the Vikings, making a bigger push for Russell Wilson to be MVP over Lamar Jackson. Action Jackson here. I don't know about that. I would love to see Jamar get it. I said I called him Jamar. Listen to me. Lamar get it. But he says he don't really care about that. He just wants that Super Bowl. You know what I mean? And then we're going to end it off. The top stream songs of the decade was Pharrell's Happy and the top streamed artist of the decade was drake so that has been your top 10 trending topics of the week so we gotta get into it now we gotta talk about it so let's get it pop locking and drop once i got on my own two feet i felt like i should have a voice too and that voice it was a little different from what he was used to so that to me is what caused the issue wasn't because i'm just being outlandishly disrespectful because if you recall excuse me if you recall you could not move you cannot go anywhere i was still in the house like i was on probation Mm -hmm. doing all the things but because i had a voice that was not so timid like to Mm -hmm. me this is my this is my it's her perspective it's her perspective too i feel like he he felt like it's right. not the woman I left, and this is not what I want. Mm-hmm. I want somebody that, if I tell her this, she's going to listen, and she's going to do this the way I want her to do it. And that's what he went. He went and found him somebody that he can be like, hey, don't move. So I mean, just do that. And then Excuse me. I was not, you know what I'm saying? I her. understand. Alright, so let's talk about T.I. and Tiny on the Red Table Talk with Jada, Willow, and Jada's mom. Forgive, what's her, I don't what's remember the, the mom's name. Um, forgive me, forgive me, Miss, oh, I guess it's not Smith, Miss Pinkett? Sorry, Miss Pinkett. I am three, Gam, Gam, that's what they call her. Okay, so... They were on Tiny and T.I. were on the Red Table Talk. It's a two-part series or episode, two-part episode, where originally, or the first episode, Tiny and T.I. sit down and talk about the whole fiasco of him going on Miguel's wife's podcast, The Women Who Talk, or something like that, and, you know, talking about his daughter's sexuality openly so that now that everybody knows that she's a virgin everybody knows that he's been going to the doctors with her and he didn't do a very good job of clearing it up he expeditiously uh pretty much reconfirmed things that everybody else thought he didn't know what patriarchy meant even though he uses big words like he just i guess he just picks up a thesaurus i guess and just picked out some words like that word that that over there that seemed like fire Uh, but you can't just be picking words ti tip Okay, I'm, I'm gonna need you to figure out what these words mean, Mr. Harris. If you're gonna pick up a thesaurus or a dictionary, 
at least figure out what the words mean and the irony of it all that he didn't know what that meant but he is the definition of it it's a picture in webster next to patriarchy with ti's face on it maybe the cover of his album you know 24 because he just yeah the control of the first part and i'm not really going to talk about the first part of it because we kind of already talked about it in my opinions on it that you have to allow your daughter to live her life you cannot control your daughter i don't care how much you think you're protecting her she is going to make a mistake a mistake will happen it may not happen now may not happen when she's 18 but once she gets out of your sight you can turn into a person who has low self-esteem and allows men to use you for sex at any age so it that makes no sense let her make her own decisions and the fact that you don't trust your own child rearing like i said the last time says a lot to me a whole lot to me but that same controlling behavior or like pattern flowed into this next episode and you know that he has controlling behavior because his baby's mother Deja's mother who hasn't really said a word because one of the things that Tiny did say even though she said like five words maybe 25 words in that whole episode she had one full sentence and I get it maybe she didn't say anything because that's not her daughter but I don't understand what I had her sitting there she wasn't going to say anything but okay and she defended T.I. But one of the things she said was, Deja is quiet. She's our quiet child. And I, I can see that. I don't. I didn't really watch their, their series too much. But when I did, Deja did seem a little more quiet. She was a little bit more reserved than the rest of the kids. She wasn't like King that's kind of like all over the place. You know, want to be on the TV and the other boy who's rapping and the other um, Tiny's oldest daughter who got her own singing group. Like she just kind of wanted to stay in the background. And she says she's our quiet girl. And the fact that he would even bring this out in public, knowing that she's a very private, quiet person, shows the level of control that T.I. wants to have over his family. That That's painful to hear from a person who is very private, like myself, very quiet, typically. That, well, in my youth, I was quiet. Now, I'm not. But that that's painful. I wouldn't I wouldn't want wish that on anyone the fact that she had to get rid of her social media and all that stuff I wouldn't want that on anyone and the fact that he didn't have any level of accountability was ridiculous and his her mother Deja's actual biological mother came out and said woo child the narcissism so let that sink in so we're going to talk about episode number two now okay so his former baby's mama potentially his former girlfriend saying woo child the narcissism and I think that T.I. very much is the definition of a narcissist, okay? So it's a person who has an excessive interest in or admiration of themselves. And you could tell by the way that he was talking, like, I need to give this information to the world. The world needs to hear what I'm saying. Do we? Do we? So they have a sense of self-importance, they have a lack of empathy, arrogant behavior, excessive urge for admiration, and a strong sense of entitlement. I got all of that from watching those two episodes of the Red Table Talk. I actually think T.I. would have done a better job had he not gone on the Red Table Talk. 
And I'm going to talk a little bit about Jada a little later. And even though I love the Red Table Talk, and I, I always joke, you know, I, I'm, I'm very comedic light. I like comedies. I like lightheartedness. I like to joke. And I always joke about, you know, Willis. She's cool. They're always, like, kind of just there. It's sort of like, oh, oh. Because, like, she has a different perspective on life, right? But I think in the episode with T.I.'s daughter when they were talking about the daughter in the hymen gate i think that she willow should have been there i think that would have been a perfect time for willow to been, have been there because her and deja lived a very similar life you have a parent or father who's very bigger than life very rich very popular everyone knows who he is and being able to have her perspective of talking about i know i'm kind of going backwards a little bit but talking about what that's like and to talk about going and aging and going through puberty and starting to explore sexuality in a light where you already have the public eye on you because of your parents and even with Deja it takes it a step further because they had a reality show so she's growing up on television without her consent she's not saying like this is something I want to do because most of the time as a kid you're gonna just say go with what your parents say and this might not have been what she wanted so I would have loved to have heard Willow's perspective on it, especially with Willow being such a strong feminist and having such a liberal point of view. I would have loved, this is the, I, Red Table, what happened? Well, how did you drop the ball? That would have been amazing conversation. That is the, y'all should have waited for T.I. Y'all should have waited till Willow was there. I think that would have been the only episode in time I think Willow should have been sitting in the seat. As a matter of fact, Jada could have stepped away and Willow could have took over. I think that was the conversation I would have loved to have Willow be the head of. That right there. That would, that would have been it. But we'll talk about my perspective on Jada little later. Uh, I can't talk. I'm, I'm getting all tongue-tied. We'll talk about her a little later and my perspective on that. But, yeah. D.I. came out. He has a very narcissistic personality. One of the things that you'll notice if you listen to the clip, okay, of the Red Table Talk, uh, the second episode about their marriage, is that one of the themes that kept coming up whether T.I., Mr. Expeditiously, you know, Mr. King of the South wants to admit was control. And instead of him kind of dampering that he's not controlling, he just reinforced it with more control. So it originally started off with them kind of giving the backstory of their relationship. If you're not familiar, Tiny and T.I. have been together for almost like 20 years or something like that. Like they've been together for a long time. They got married in 2010, which is like the height of T.I.'s career. T.I. was doing very, very, very well for himself. Tiny was a part of Escape, which is an R&B group. If you're not familiar with Escape, go back and, and listen to Escape. Great group, loved Escape. Tiny wasn't necessarily the star of Escape, but she definitely was a staple, right? So they had died down a little bit, but she was still coming into the relationship probably with money because she was the one that originally had money. And I'm pretty sure she helped T.I. get a little clout because she she already had connections and ties. So and in, in, in Atlanta at that, 
And so she's coming into the relationship with a little money. They got married. They didn't have a prenup because they didn't really need one, you know, at that time. So they got together. You know, Tia has one of those very strong personalities. Tiny said she was kind of like, you more quiet and, and sub, you know, subdued. And that's kind of how they, the beginning of their relationship worked, right? So over time, yeah, they had some bumps in the road, but it wasn't problematic until T.I. went to prison. So T.I. has had some issues and run-ins with the laws. He's had issues with guns. He's had issues with other offenses over the times. He's had a, a bodyguard that has gotten killed over, I guess, some type of issues he may have had with another party. So he's gone through it. So basically, T.I. goes to prison and before he went to prison, let me put this out there. T.I. was the primary breadwinner. Like I said, this is the height of his career. You know, he was really making money. And he goes away. Tiny has to figure out now, what am I going to do? You know, how am I going to make this work with him going? So Tiny finds a way. She She's taking care of the household. Once he comes back, because this is when they're saying their relationship really hit a speed bump it's there's an adjustment period so basically what you you're hearing ti say is stuff like you know i had to figure out you know she she wasn't listening to me anymore and it, things wasn't the way that they should be and from what i'm hearing from tiny it was more so I finally found my voice, which is, it's sad to me that I hear him hearing a grown woman say that when her husband left, she finally found her voice, which means that she didn't have a voice. And the fact that he didn't hear the deafening silence of his wife not having a voice is scary. If anytime you're in a relationship, it's a give and take. If you are the only person talking and you're not hearing nothing back, you need to take a look at yourself. And so they finally, she says she got, she found her voice. She was able to really speak up for herself. And she was no longer that timid person. She had to make stuff work. And so when he came back, it was, he wasn't used to it. He wanted somebody, and this is her words, that was going to listen to him and do as she was told. And he said that, you know, that's, he needs somebody that's going to kind of follow his lead and what I'm telling you to do and here's the thing we've been hearing a lot of this lately coming down the pipeline where the man has to be the head of the household the man's got to be the one that pays all the bills the man has to make all the decisions the woman's got to follow the man and when you do this this patriarchy system that's where you have issues so we cannot keep pushing that narrative because that narrative happened back when when women didn't work the primary focus or goal of of a woman was to get married get in their parents not them, get out of their parents house into their husband's house have children and take care of a household so you can't really have that today especially with women making more money than men in some cases especially in african-american relationships and having more women in the workforce, when you have that happen, you can no longer have that work. That that same system doesn't work anymore. That system is broken. So you need to break that system down, rebuild it, and make something new that actually does work. So that also means that some of the relationship 
key factors need to also change. So that's what I heard. I heard that T.I. wanted things to be like it was back in the 1930s, whereas Tiny had brought him back in the 2000s and he didn't like it. And, you know, what he kept saying was like, I paid all the bills. One of the things that stood out to me is that Tiny said, any man who doesn't want you to work is trying to be controlling, in my opinion. Because what she said was, is that T.I. told her not to work. You know, he's like, don't work. And he tried to make a joke. I never stopped an escape album, which I felt like was a jab on her. Anytime you're trying to tear your spouse down on national TV or national, I guess, social media, whatever, you're you're a butthole. But she was like, I want to do other things in music. And you told me not to. And you told me you would take care of everything. And I didn't have to work. Because what T.I. was trying to do was to break Tiny down. Where he and only he was the one that could make the decisions. So now she has to come to him in order to make sure that shit gets done. And that's not how this should work. And so that makes sense to me why there was so much infidelity. Because basically T.I. was going out to try to find yes women that would do as he asked. So he's going to go find the people, those social Instagram models who don't have any money. They look beautiful, but they don't have any money because T.I. has all the money. So now he has the power. Not only does he have a name, he's famous. He has money so he can make you do whatever. You're going to bark like a dog when T.I. says bark like a dog if you have low self-esteem and you're trying to make it. That's why he wanted to do that. So that makes sense to me. It also makes sense to me with the constant infidelities of why this is happening because in in Tiny's ever-changing look because I feel like she's trying to keep his attention. So I'm going to get these light color eyes in Africa that hasn't been proven. And I have no idea what lasting impact is going to be on my eyes. But my husband will like it. I'm going to look different. I'm going to look I'm gonna look um, special What's for him. I'm going to go get these butt injections and these hip injections so that I can be built like whatever. Like these are the types of things that I'm starting to see. Um, whether you like the way Tiny look or not, she did these things in order to try to keep her husband home. Did it work? No. And this is why I'm telling women, you can't keep no man home if he don't want to be there. Or um, vice versa for men. If a woman don't want to be home, you can't keep her home. I don't care how much sex you have. I don't care how much beauty you got. I don't care how much... Nothing's going to keep him in there. Especially if what he's looking for is control. So if you he wants to control your every move and that's uncomfortable to you, I let him go. Like gone, gone, baby, gone, gone, get, get gone. Cause <laughs> no way I'm gonna live in modern day slavery so you can feel more like a man. And it's nothing more weak to me as a man who wants to control a woman so that he can feel more like a man. Scary thing, right? So that's what she kept saying. And what kept happening was he kept interrupting her and telling her, no, that's not how it is. That's not how I saw it. That's not how I saw it. Not very narcissistic behavior because he didn't live her life. He can't live life through Tiny's perspective. So the fact that he didn't even want to hear her perspective and making her change the way she's wording stuff to make him not look as bad just spoke volumes to me. And we constantly want to say this ride or die, ride or die, ride or die. This ride or die narrative has got to stop. 
if somebody is hurting you, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, you've got to be able to say, you know what? I can't deal with this no more. This person doesn't care about me. This person does not want to see me succeed in life. I can't put up with this. There should not be a situation where you just stand in it to be in it. And the most telling to me that he's just in it because she thinks she's a ride or die. She's just going to put up with his bullshit is the fact that when they asked, why did you stay? Why did you come back to her? Because he kept saying, the grass is greener where you want to make it greener. I came back, the grass is greener. He couldn't answer the question. And the best he could do was that I'm 39 years old. I don't want to start over. Some of the best memories of my life was with her. You know, and when you go through something and you have some good news that you want to share, the first person I think of is her. Okay, that's cute and all, but that's not good. He never could articulate, and as much as he uses big words, he couldn't articulate why. Why do I want to stay with Tiny? Why Tiny over these other women? Why Tiny? Because to me, it was like he was trying to keep the door open for these other women. Like, it's somebody else out there that he was trying to, like, play to the audience of one. Like, baby, I still like you too. Because he could not close that door. Why Tiny? Over everybody else. He couldn't say it. He didn't say, you know, she's the mother of my children. And not only just that she's an amazing mother. I love her because she's my best friend. You know, we have so much in common where, you know, we, we like the same types of things and we enjoy being around each other. She understands me. She corrects me when I'm wrong. She picks me up when I'm down. Like, I, I can't imagine what life would be without her. Those other women, even though he did say they didn't mean anything, like those those other women were just physical to me. It was just novel to me. And as a person who's still growing, because I'm going through stuff, they were kind of appeasing to me in a way where she's not. She challenges me to be a better person. And that's why I want to be with her because she challenges me to be a better person so that my children are better people. I need her. That is what I would have liked to have heard from T.I. And I didn't hear that. I just heard I'm old. I don't want to start over. It's too much work. I would be in my 50s to get to this level with somebody else. And I don't got time for that. I just kind of want to stay with her because she here and, you know, she she put up with my shit. Like, that, that's not a reason to stay with anybody. That's not a reason to stay. And that's like we constantly hear, well, if we was like our grandparents. But you have to realize that a lot of our grandmothers didn't have a choice but to stay so you have a 50-year marriage because you didn't have a choice you didn't have no options you didn't work you didn't have no money you couldn't go nowhere you didn't have no choice but to put up with the bullshit that is your husband so we've got to start looking at why are we in a relationship why do we stay with people and no relationships are not going to be perfect either which a lot of i think millennials and generation z's get mixed up because they think that anytime you feel upset means that the relationship we gotta go we gotta leave move on uh, uh nope you made me upset i'm sad now i can't nope no 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 i say if you are sad or unhappy or scared in a relationship more than you are happy it's time to go and if you don't know how you're like I, I have no idea if i'm more sad than happy write it down 
Start a journal. Go back for journal for 30 days. And if most of your posts is, I'm so sad today. He doesn't respect me. I want to leave him, but I don't know how. If you start reading through that and you start seeing that, you're like, okay. All right. It's 30 days in a month. And for them 30 days, 28 of them days, I was sad. Two of the days, I was good. And one of them, he wasn't home. Like, it's time for you to say, you know what? I think I might need to start saving some money because I need to get up out of here. Like, those are the types of things that you need to do. So, I think that the scary part about Tia is that he has, he has all the money now. And, and Tiny is accustomed to what Ti has. So, she's accustomed to the the money. She's accustomed to the the lifestyle her children have become accustomed to the lifestyle so it's going to be hard for her to just up and leave because she doesn't have the money that ti has now so it's going to be hard for her to just up and leave so when we put ourselves in that situation with a man who is controlling and that's why he did it that way so that he can say well if you leave me you ain't gonna have his house you need me you ain't gonna have these bags you leave me you ain't gonna have this and then she go man he's right i might as well stay here I ain't gonna find nobody better than him. Ain't nobody gonna take care of me better than him. When you start doing that, you ain't never going nowhere. And and I'm not saying that she should leave him because basically it's up to them. That's another thing we gotta stop doing in society, telling people what they should do. That's up to her. Cause like I said, she, I only can hear this from secondhand knowledge. I don't know what their relationship is like. Like she said, she stayed because she saw a change in him. Once he came from the therapy, he seemed to be more attentive to her, to her needs. He seemed that he was kind of starting to listen to her, allow her to use her voice in a way that she hadn't. And so she stayed and she said she really loves him. And I can see that she really loves him. And I believe maybe he really even loves her. But I think that sometimes love is not enough to stay, especially when you have a man saying, yeah, I'm happy you found your voice, but you shouldn't be using that voice. You don't know how to use your voice right. You can't use your voice against me. I, first of all, I, I don't know why Jada and them didn't ask him to clarify that because that made absolutely no sense to me at all what do you mean against you if she's telling you something that you did that hurt her that's not against you that's telling you that you did something and it hurt me i don't know how we fix it but that hurt me if you don't want anybody to say that to you we gotta start at the basics like it this is way beyond relationships it's like this is this goes beyond beyond so those are the types of things that it to see it play out like that is very sad and I think it will open up a conversation from now on about the conversations that we're having now like we gotta let a man lead and that's why I always said a man should not be the person that leads it should be the person who needs to lead in different parts of relationship if you good at the money you lead in the money if you good at the communication part you lead the communication part if you good with the kids you leave with the kids. Like, those are the things that you should be doing. It should be a team. Not, okay, I got to wait for this one person and then it to trickle down effect. No! Like, it's a team. You need to be working together. I, you give, I give. You take, I take. It's like a team. That's why it's good to have people 
that are strong where you are weak and weak where you are strong so that they can help you get strong where you're weak as opposed to y'all both being weak in the same areas so it, a team that's why you need an act a relationship i think we should maybe we should stop using that term and don't use a term like this person completes me no one completes you you complete you can't nobody complete an incomplete person but you I don't care how great that person is they cannot complete you you've got to work on you you've got to love you you've got to respect you they can't put that in you because you're not going to believe it until you believe it don't let nobody complete you because everybody's gonna die right if that person died now you incomplete again no 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 you need to complete you we got to get rid of that narrative too okay so it's a lot to unpack there a lot to unpack there but one of the things that i hope that we've learned is don't just listen to somebody because they're the loudest person in the room because i don't want to hear social justice information from ti when he can't even listen to his wife he's not listening to his wife he's not listening to his daughter how can you help spearhead a movement when you're not listening to the people you need to be listening to he silenced her that's not good and you know and he said well you know you consented to it listen you may like i said say yes to something because you've not lived yet once you try it out you may say you know what i really don't like this that's like i've tried stuff like i tried the popeye's chicken sandwich yes i did i didn't wait in line i tried it when it first came out when nobody did mm -mm. you gonna put that on me I didn't like it it wasn't for me that doesn't mean I need to eat Popeye's chicken sandwiches all every day because I wanted to try it that one time so just because you agree to something doesn't necessarily mean that's what you're always going to want and like I said we grow we evolve that's the point of living life because as an 18 year old me is totally different from the 34 year old me not the same so as she aged, she realized, you know what? I don't like that I don't have a voice. And once she finally got a chance to have a voice, she was like, I like this. I like being able to speak up. I like being the the my own woman. I like it. I don't see anything wrong with that. It Now, you do need to have a conversation, though. There has to be a conversation that is had in your relationship once things change to say, you know what? I really, you know, I know we said that I wouldn't work, but I, I do want to work. Our kids are older now. They're in school. I I, I want to go out and get a job. I want to have my own money. I want to contribute. I want to be able to contribute to the household. I want to be able to have my own voice when my obituary is out there. I want them to be able to say, I did X. I want that. And then have that conversation because you may find out that you shouldn't be together. Like sometimes that happens. Like you evolve into different people and you grow different and it's like okay well i started over here and you started over there and now we over the wrong place we ain't together no more it's time to step away if you'd like to make nothing a call, wrong with that please hang up and try again. it's nothing 
wrong with growing apart. It's just being able to have that conversation of figuring out, okay, this works and this doesn't. And then I'm not knocking anybody. If you're the type of woman that you don't mind not, you don't having no say so, and you don't mind not paying, like you said, I don't want the stress of paying bills. I don't want to worry about anything. I don't love, I love nothing more than to serve my man and give myself to him without any care in the world. If that's you, be you. But I think we do have to make sure that each person, individual, has a say-so of what they want. And I think this is the issue that we're seeing here. It's what they want. And yes, T.I. kind of has a point. Tiny, she does have a choice to make. And the choice is, do you stay knowing who he is now? Because you know who he is. He just got in, you know, in trouble for potentially cheating on her, I think, in 2018. So, it you've got a choice to make do you want to put up with the controlling behavior and the guy who's going to continue to go out and cheat on you or are you going to leave you have options because tiny now she can get her own show and all that she's got options so it's about not putting it all on ti at this point you know to kind of flip the script you can't put it all on him you do have to take some accountability of now that i know who he is what is my next step? Is my next step to leave him? Or is my next step to stay and put up with it? Because you're not going to change him. You can't change anyone. No, 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 no. You can't change a daggone person. You can only change you. And the way you respond to a person. The way you feel about how somebody's talking to you. You can never change the other person. And that's where we, I think nowadays in social media, we get so fired up back and forth. Because we think that our post or tweet or what we say is going to change somebody's personality or opinion. No, you can only do you. So now she has a choice to make. Whether what Tiny does, I don't know. But we shouldn't bash her as people. So she decides she wants to stay with T.I., that's on her. So she's made her decision that she wants to stay with T.I. for whatever reason. That's her choice to make. Her choice to make. Now, I will say with Jada Pinkett uh, Smith, she, okay. So in this particular situation, I think most of the time Jada does a very good job I think the first half of it, she did a really good job of kind of like playing devil's advocate. I think she did a really good job of kind of holding his feet to the fire and but still being, you know, in a very welcoming way. Because I think if if she would have just came at him, I don't think the conversation would have went anywhere. And if you're doing an interview, you have to be you have to get additional information you have to make the interview worthwhile because if you're interviewing somebody especially somebody who's really extremely popular and we already kind of know you you've got to give us more information than we already know because if you're already interviewing just to get the same information we know it's no point of watching it so you do have to get nuggets of information how do you do that you got to build trust in the person that you're interviewing you're interviewing so in order to gain trust of the person you're interviewing to get them to give you that information so that your interview is not a bust, you've got to have that, okay, I'm going to hold you accountable, but I'm still going to be engaging enough where you feel comfortable with me. And I think she did a really good job of that in the first interview. The second part, not so much. I don't think that there was any accountability held at all. I don't think there was a time where she didn't try to make it the the both sides argument 
and I think that was unfortunate. I think she should have done a little bit more of exploring some of the topics, but I guess it's a time constraint as well on the show, so they only have 30 minutes, so I get it, but I think that maybe this should have been a longer conversation, maybe a longer interview, where she actually did talk to him a little longer, where she did explore some of that the information that he gave because he gave a lot of information that wasn't gone after some nuggets like why do you feel like once she got her voice it was an attack on you as opposed to a liberation of her why do you feel that way you know why do you feel that women shouldn't have a voice and the woman should just listen to what the man tells her why do you feel that way? Where does that come from? Is there a particular reason why that is? Like those types of nuggets kind of going after. She did say, why did you come back? But I don't think that she kind of explored it in a way where she got some information. So once he said, because I don't want to start over. I would ask my next question probably would have been, why don't you want to start over? What, what? What harm would that be to be 53 or in your 50s and be with the love of your life if you're not sitting next to the love of your life? I don't understand that. Explain that to me. and Or explain to me what do you like about Tiny? What is it that you like about her? That you, she is your bee's knees. I didn't hear any of that. And so I think that, I mean, and no, it's not therapy. So she's not a therapist. So she's not going to really dig deep into those types of nooks and crannies. But I think kind of going after some of the things that T.I. did say in a way where we got some more clarity on it. Not that you have to agree with it, but at least some more clarity on it, I think would have been helpful. I think that it was a lot of... You know, I'm not going to take accountability for it, you know, making sure that it's not like a lot of accountability for it. And I think this is where we need more neutral voices in the media. And I was just thinking this other day, when you look at all the top podcasts and stuff like that, there's always, there are always famous people usually, or people that have money and a lot of connections. And the issues with that becomes that a lot of times when you're famous and you do interviews like this, you know the people. Like, she knows Tiny and T.I. So she's not going to want to ruin her friendship by getting that information. Right? So if that wasn't Tiny and T.I., I feel like Jada would have had a different perspective. This interview would have gone a lot differently because I've seen other Red Table talks where the people weren't famous and the conversations were a lot different, a lot deeper. You know, she's pulling at different types of strings. I feel like it wasn't done here. And that's what you start to see. And so this is why we do need neutral voices. Because I think if he went on a show where he wasn't buddy-buddy with the person, you would have gotten more of that conversation. Because what I was told is that T.I. and Tiny actually... Tiny went on T.I.'s podcast and he kept interrupting her. He didn't let her talk. Like, these are things that probably should have been explored. Because this is a pattern his behavior is a pattern so I think talking to someone who is this is not my friend I don't because she already knows him on a level we don't know him right so people this is a public podcast so people are listening to it we're gonna start forming opinions he should have talked to someone else 
and I think please that try again. That's the the I guess the gambit you run when you do do start to get popular because you do start to know these people and you don't want to ruin relationships. You you kind of see that happening with Wendy Williams now and the way she kind of changing her perspective on things. And there's nothing wrong with changing your perspective, but it doesn't come off as genuine. So now it's more like. I'm saying this not because I necessarily believe it, but I'm saying this because this person is a buddy now, a friend now. I've seen another big time podcaster. I used to, I didn't agree with everything she said, but I used to love her platform because it was like the honest truth. And then now that she's kind of become kind of buddy, buddy with a couple of celebrities, you start to see that now that she's buddy with that particular person every story that she reports on that person is a positive way she always agrees with this person and that to me is problematic so I think that maybe this wasn't the best platform for T.I. and Tiny I think maybe they should have gone on another platform where maybe the conversation would have been opened up a little more uh, maybe have a little bit more time to to actually have the conversation to open up a little more because I don't think that this interview did T.I any justice at all because now all we just are kind of reinforcing the behavior that we, he reinforced the behavior that the public already thought he had i don't think this cleared it up at all and so now you have him reinforcing the same narrative without us getting any behind of why do you think this way because at least if you understand why a person thinks a certain way you may not agree with it, but you can understand where it's coming from. And so it gives you a different perspective. Like, oh, I, I get you. I got you. I, I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying. And so that's why I think that some people feel like she kind of went easy on T.I. Uh, you know, and she didn't hold his feet to the fire. I think it was because they know each other. So it you, you're not going to want to just kind of go at your friend. You know what I mean? You're not going to want to do that. And she already knows him on a level we don't. So she didn't need the backstory. So with that being said, I love the Red Table Talk. I I, I think it was an interesting episode. Everybody's talking about it. And that's all you need. Um, I'm sure she'll get a couple million views for it. So it continues to solidify the Red Table Talk as a dominant force in, in everything. But just saying by good people out there. Just, just kind of push for some of these more independent people. And I'm not saying it just because I'm an independent podcaster, but just in general, if not, if you, if you're not listening to me, just listen to somebody else's opinion. That's not already in the public eye. Listen to some of these local, smaller people and get their opinions and listen to it. It's a million gajillion podcasts. You can find one. Trust me, you can find one. But this has been another episode of Millennials Anonymous. Please tune in again next week for a brand new episode. Like I said, one of these weeks I'm going to give you two. I don't know, I'm not sure when it's going to be. You just might be surprised. And check out Brunching this Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook and YouTube. So you can join the party too and have a couple of mimosas with us. Thanks so much. Bye.